Hey everybody, my name is Gerald Belton, um, and I'm starting this podcast thing off to convey a certain message to people that seem to be lost in the sauce with all the stuff that's going on around the country. Um, the thing that a lot of people are missing or misinterpreting is love. Um, most people don't understand love to even show it to different people that aren't people that aren't their family or their immediate friends. Um, the love concept that I talk about a lot of the times is coming from the fact that maybe in my personal life, I learned the concept of love from my mother and that concept was furthered along by the concept of God. Um, the concept that I, I submit myself to is um, love is kind, Love is gentle. Um, love is all the things in Second Corinthians. Um, but along with it being everything in Second Corinthians as well, love is long-suffering. Um, to put it in plain um, example, it would be we love love when it feels good, but we don't love love when it feels bad. We become temporary people that love the feeling of love instead of the what it is in this whole totality i'll bring it to point if you have a kid and this is usually when um a lot of the things kind of get to being understood in full circle is now i'm in the position of being god and teaching love to a kid that's not going to always do what i want them to do but I love them no matter what, no matter if they do what I want them to do, no matter if they don't do what I want them to do. That's what love is. It's not that I'm whooping or you correcting, whooping, whatever it is. I'm not whooping you because I do not love you or punishing you because I do not love you. I'm punish you, punishing you because I want you to learn a lesson that you need to learn. This is all it is. I said we have further de de on this road of destruction of love because when we get into relationships um serious relationships whatever the relationship is um we get into these relationships and we claim love we tell we tell people that we love them um and all of the things that go with love the unconditional list that go with love but then once our feelings get um, involved with the situation we only love love when it feels good or makes us feel a certain type of way and we get into this position of oh when it's not giving me what I want I don't want it at all I say that a lot of things is based off of this new generation and how a lot of people have adapted the mindset of having instant gratification instant gratification is that nobody wants to wait for happiness nobody wants to wait for anything to occur everything is i want it now i want it now i want it now i want it now if i if i ain't got the feeling i'm gonna get the feeling and that ide ideology prevents you from understanding the virtues that you need to have to understand love and give love case in point a relationship you get in a relationship with a, a woman or a man and everything's going good but the minute that things go bad now you're questioning the relationship you're questioning if the person feels the the the, the same way that you do towards them and now the the feelings can put you in a very awkward position
because a lot of people like to make long-term decisions off of temporary emotions. And those temporary emotions are, oh, I feel this type of way, but the knowledge behind knowing that, hey, you won't feel this way always does not take into um, the minds of the people that's actually doing the things. So we end up misrepresenting what we want from people. We want, we, we as individuals, we want complete understanding. You want to know that, hey, despite me messing up or doing something that wasn't conducive to all the knowledge that I have, that somebody will love me no matter what. Not to over abuse this situation to where, oh, yeah, I can just keep messing up and I'm always going to get love bad. But it's just the ability to give the benefit of the doubt. The benefit of the doubt is everything in this world where we can assume somebody was doing it in this matter or we can develop these ideas that people were out to get us. But a lot of this stuff don't even be personal. It'd be people's personal feelings dealing with love. I say a lot of people didn't grow up in situations of love. They grew up in survival situations in which they didn't understand love in its full totality. They were so busy on just surviving the day, surviving the week, surviving the month, that they never developed the tools necessary for them to show what they want out of life. So I say a lot of people were raised off of love. A lot of people were raised off of survival. And in survival... It puts you in a mindset of, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm just trying to get from point X to point Z. And a lot of that mindset that goes into this survival, it's um, you take things for granted. You don't see the real love. You don't see the real understanding. You don't see the lessons to be learned when you're just trying to survive. You can ignore everything that's personally happened around you that is personally good and spiritual fulfilling but when you're in the mindset of, I'm just trying to do this. I'm just trying to get from X to Z. And I ignore all the things that are around. I said, when we um, end up forgetting all of the lessons that we, um, we learned through the process of going through things, um, we kind of inhibit the people around us from understanding love, too. Because in a personal level, we're all influencers. We all have a, a role that we're fulfilling in this life. And in this life, um, you got to be aware of what you're doing and how it can be perceived through the eyes of others. Because most of the time, people aren't going to get what you're doing just by you doing it. A lot of times you might have to explain it because everybody has their own personal perspective um, built up from all of the traumas and stuff that they've been through to their own personal life. So it takes a f really clear thinking individual for them to differentiate the lessons that's supposed to be learned through the, 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 the stuff that we go through in life. Um, at the end of all this other stuff, we're all in pursuit of the same thing. We're all chasing love. And like love in its full totality, people misinterpret it and take it as happiness. But we're really chasing love. We really want to be in the, the mindset of knowing that we're loved no matter what and that personally somebody gonna have our back because this world can get really really lonely if you don't have a support system or have loving people on your side that's pushing you ahead in this life um it's uh really 
toxic circle that we have developed in our minds because the mind is everything. And once we have centered our mind on unpleasantries, that's all we're going to see. So in the same situation where a lot of the stuff that's happening in social media and on the news and stuff is people having a high, um, a high sensitivity to love and what it is. And we change it to, you know, it's a, it's a good thing. When it, when it feels good, it's a bad thing when it don't feel good. Instead of, hey, we're relearning no matter what. Love, love and hate are really just the same thing. They degrees away from each other, but they're really the same thing. And until we start conquering the real life lessons in our lives, as far as um, I like to use the expression, life is like a mirror. The same problem that you have a problem with is the same thing that you do in your personal life that you don't have a problem with. And it almost puts us in a very crazy mindset to where we can see the wrong in other people before we can see the wrong in ourselves. And that's a, 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 a personal life lesson that you have to learn as far as your maturity when it comes to approaching different situations and people. So knowing that, A, like, I'm an influencer. I got to be mindful of the things that I say. got to be mindful of the things that I do because all this is is going to bleed off into the minds of the people that's watching me, that's getting the same understanding and justification for doing the stuff that I'm doing. Um, I use the example of um, I never had brothers and um, sisters, but I can always speak from the, the people that I do come in contact that do have brothers and sisters um, the older one um, usually goes off on this um, tangent, trying to figure out life and try to understand things. But the kids that come up under them are her are learning things from that. And their justification for doing the stuff that they see is based off of, oh, yeah, well, you were smarter than me when you were doing it and you were older than me. So I'm just going to fall into the loop of doing the same things, because at that point you were smarter than me. And if you were smarter than me you would do things differently and you didn't. So their justification is, 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 is very valid when they say, dang, you knew better or you know better now, but you didn't choose to do better. And they use that against you a lot in life. When you aren't living in your full truth, a lot of people use the fact that you weren't all the way in your truth at one time or another and you were acting very immature and they use those immature moments of your life to magnify the fact that you're not doing what you need to do. Which is like, like you said, it can upset you at times, but it's really just a, a, a lesson to be learned. Um, I say a lot of this mindset came from when I was a kid. Um, and a lot of people used to say to me, or a lot of adults at the time used to say, um, do as I say, not as I do which is a very um, confusing concept to digest when it's like, dang, if you know better and you're saying you're, you know better, but you don't do better, then I'm going to have a, a messed up understanding in my life of, oh, how can somebody tell me I need to be doing this, but they're not doing the things that they're telling me to do as well. It's like, it's like a competing biasness that's working within you when you say, how can somebody be smart and they do the opposite? the absolute opposite of doing the things that they tell me to do. It, it, like you said, this, this understanding of how one's actions don't need to match their words or one's words don't have to meet their actions, this 
mental fallacy that we create for ourselves by doing these things to ourselves, we start the ability of, um, what is it, self-sabotaging. Like where you could be as smart as you want to be, but your actions don't have to follow the smartness that you inhibit. Um, it's very, 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 very difficult for one to even digest this type of material because at the end of the day, a lot of people's pride and ego is at the forefront of all the things that they do. If they believe it's true, then they act, they act upon it. So it takes a very conscious person to really differentiate between am I doing something that's going to be benefiting others or am I doing something that's just going to influence others to do things in a manner in which wouldn't be productive for long-term success? Um, once we get to that level of thinking to where, you know what, I am responsible to the people that are watching me and seeing me go through different things, do we understand what we're really here to do? Um, we're all humans. Um, a lot of the words that um, a lot of these people have given us throughout life to confuse us um, with the race, racist words, white, black, Mexican, Asian, all these different words that mean different things. Um, we're not, like I said, I, I, I submit myself to the understanding that we're all we're all spirits having a human human experience at this case um, right now. And because. I'm looking at the spirit. I'm not looking at your skin color, your skin complexion, what views you come from. I want to know about the person inside because I think that that's the most um, most important person, not the body, um, all the other stuff that goes along with me perceiving you through um, the material world. I like to take a look at people's um, spirit to see if, oh yeah, no, your spirit is following your body. Um, and that's my um, approach to life and how I like to filter out the the BS that's going on out here. I said we have built relationships up, marriages and stuff, and why they don't last so much because we have built this understanding of love to where it's temporary. It's not a permanent thing. It's like I, I, I love you when you do what I want you to do. I don't love you when you do what I don't want you to do. A lot of people um, seem to come across the same dilemma when, um, when death plays a role into their life. Uh, usually people are um, highly religious or they really into their doctrines. Then as soon as somebody dies, um, their world is completely tossed because now they go back through the thing of questioning their faith. Why did that happen? Why do, why do good things happen to bad people and all of these other um, things that people do in their head trying to justify um, death. And what people fail to realize is that death is the only thing that's promised to us, to us when we enter this world. We're going to die. We can't live forever. Um, and misunderstanding death, people will take it personal and feel like the world is happening to them or that, oh my gosh, God took this person away from me and they feel like it's on a personal level as opposed to just understanding like things happen regardless of them being good, bad or indifferent. Things happen. People are born into this world for a certain purpose or a certain um, period of time and then it, it's off to the next level. 
And in the next level, we get caught up into the feelings and the emotions of, oh, I wish I could have them here always instead of understanding like, hey, this isn't promised. We need to appreciate the people we have in our life while we have them. Because like one thing is not promised is people are going to live forever. Like, but we get so trapped into our uh, selfish understandings and our selfish ways and our pride and ego that we lose focus of what are we really doing here? Because my goal in being here isn't to acquire all the riches and all the power. Um, I like to say that once you master the flesh, you don't need to be here no more. But people take mastering the flesh as, oh, yeah, I'm going to try to get all the power and control and all the material possessions so that I can um, manipulate these possessions in a way so that I can... um, secure the vision of my kids or secure the vision of my my mate and we end up spreading messages that are incomplete in the essence of how it is to be a human like we should all be on one accord we should all be under the impression of doing what's best for mankind as opposed to doing what's best for my ethnicity group or all of the other things that go around with the concept of melanin. It, it, it becomes a, a circle of chasing your own tail, in my opinion. And like you said, it really it puts you into the focus of what are we really doing here? We're here to spread love. We're here to give love. We're here to spread knowledge and wisdom. But so often we get caught up in sheep thinking or group thinking that because the group ain't doing what the betterment of society is supposed to be doing, we don't even listen or want to hear anything that goes contradiction to what the group sh- should be doing. And that lesson learned puts people in very awkward positions to where they never really fully digest the world or their own understanding of love. Love becomes super sensitive when it's one of the more most strengthening things that you can have for somebody for you to know and have knowledge that despite your mess ups or downfalls that you'll always be loved no matter what. And when I say um, get love no matter what, I don't want anybody to get caught up in that. I'm thinking about a um, a man made guy that we um, have interpreted through most part of our lives i want to let you know that like you said i i I don't push no particular doctrine at this particular moment but i say i get the concept and how they all relate to one another and the full totality of understanding oneself and the power of being able to understand consciousness understand what it means to be a conscious being, um, someone that can have dreams of doing things and then manifesting them into um, a reality. That's a form of magic, like taking words and taking like like visions and using them to manipulate the 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 the, the, the material world. Like that's a form of magic, like being able to give off vibrations and music and how that can make you feel a certain type of way 
and the, the, the message on top of the, the vibe of the music and how that could be directed to your subconscious and how that could just affect you on an emotionally level that puts you in a different, higher frequency about life. I submit myself to the spiritual side of everything and how it conveys to everything and how love is the tale we have been chasing the whole time. And we have got caught up in all of the different, you different than me to understand we really the same. It's really no different. We all share the same stuff. We all go to the bathroom. We all gotta eat. We all want shelter. Like I said, all the unnecessary stuff be the stuff that divides us and keeps us in that um, divisive mindset of, oh, yeah, I got to be better than you. You got to be better than me. I got to be better. And then we end up chasing our own tail and creating conflict. When in essence is, I love you all. Um, that's my first lesson. I mean, you know, my first episode. Um, if you guys want to subscribe to the next Adventures of Hazy Adventure, um, I'll be happy to let you guys know that you're in for a treat, and this is me signing off.